Hey guys, I'm Raul Coley and I am Arthur Vader, a weird terrier apparently. My name is Ayanna White, I'm a writer for iZombie. Hi, I'm Molly Hagan, I play Liv's mom on iZombie. And you're listening to the iZombie podcast. Is that really how you're going to sit? Can't you sit up? Sit up? Sit up? You're listening to a season one episode of the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. We're a fan podcast dedicated to the hit CW show, iZombie. The season one episodes begin and end abruptly, so we hope you'll forgive us. This week, we talk about episode three, The Exterminator. Welcome, Heidi. Our second Thank marshmallow. <laughs> That's right. We're, we're trying to take over a little bit at a time. <laughs> Um, so you want to just tell, um, I mean, there, there are probably a lot of Rob Thomas fans that are listening to this and might not even heard of investigating Mars. You want to just kind of fill them in on that? Yeah. Um, investigating Mars actually started with Robin because he said somebody needed to do an intro cast. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. Why not? Cause you know, I'm not busy or anything. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm flattered. so, so yeah, there's uh, the Investigating Mars podcast that uh, is an intro cast, which means that I had seen the series and I had four newbies who had not. Mm-hmm. And uh, Malika was actually on this podcast last week yeah. and she is our psychic witch member of the <laughs> Investigating Mars team because she predicts everything crazily accurately. Oh, boy. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh, that's that podcast, and it was a ton of fun. We're we're pretty much done, but we're still like we're gonna watch the Play It Again Dick series and nice. read the second book. So yeah, it's cool because you didn't. I mean, the reason why I was saying somebody's gonna do Veronica Mars intro cast is because the movie was coming, and so mm-hmm. you guys got right on that. And it's cool that you're still going even after the series. You're reading the books. You're going to be watching the web series. That's awesome. Yeah. We like each other. So we just, you know. <laughs> yeah, and in case we have the movie. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> so uh, what are the chances your co-hosts are going to be coming on here besides uh, Malika, who's coming? I mean, is uh, do you know if Jimmy, Yvette, or Naomi are watching the show? I don't. I know that Jimmy does not like zombies. <laughs> And we had told him, like, Jimmy's probably not. <laughs> on the Facebook group, though, people were like, no, you got to watch this anyway. Yeah. So I haven't heard yet if he did or not. It is not. I can't the believe there is somebody. Yeah, no. there's somebody in the world that does not like zombies. How about that? I know. What is that? <laughs> That's insane, right? I know. Honestly. Never thought you'd see the day. Yeah, years ago, I didn't like zombies. I was kind of put off. I was like, oh, that looks gross. I don't want to watch those movies. I mean, like, I like horror movies, but I don't like zombies. They eat. I'm, I'm, I don't like cannibals. So why would I? Why would I? like zombies but i don't know uh, past maybe like 10 years it's it's turned into uh now i have to watch everything zombie <laughs> and Me now i'm too. hosting a, a podcast uh so let's get into it um well actually first uh we wanted to do a bit of news um crave online interviewed chris robertson who is the co-creator of the comic i zombie we we talked about him in length in our comic bites uh episodes um, he's now out promoting his new comic book series, Black Bag, which is about a suburban housewife who's turned a government assassin. So, um, of course, we know that iZombie is a loose adaptation of his comic book. Uh, Crave Online actually asked him what that's like for him. And it's cool because he says, um, we were lucky enough that they kept us informed throughout the process. It's such an enormous relief that it doesn't suck. <laughs> because oh gosh, I was going to have to say nice things about it because it's in my best interest monetarial, monetarily to do so, but I absolutely love it. And he kind of goes on, he says, um, I'm not precious about my stuff at all. And in comic terms, I explain it like their character is the Barry Allen to my Jay Garrick. Uh, so, you know, they took the basic title and concept and core personality and then built another story around it. So I like the way he's thinking. And I hope a lot of the, uh, <clears throat> the comic book readers, uh, are coming around on that. <laughs> um, TV Guide did a tour of the morgue with uh, Raul Coley and Robert Buckley. I hope everybody checked that video out. Um, if you didn't, um, there was some great moments. Um, Raul said that uh, their morgue isn't like a real morgue because a real morgue smells like dead puppy breath. <laughs> we got a tour of uh, Major's apartment and uh, Robert Buckley, who plays Major, 
says that Major's a bit of a dude, bro. Um, and they found like uh, 90s workout DVDs, like Billy Blanks sitting on his coffee table. <laughs> he's just like, huh. He's like, oh, Major must be just like an old soul. And uh, uh, Raul added, who likes to work on his hip hop abs. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's also a mystery location they went to. It was kind of like a meat locker. They they actually at the time they filmed the video, they hadn't filmed the episode where they used this meat locker uh, location yet, but it looked pretty uh, pretty gruesome. <laughs> so check that out, uh, TV TVGuide.com. Um, speaking of videos, uh, CW seems to be releasing uh, videos before every episode, kind of like a chat with Rob Thomas or maybe the writers or some of the cast. You guys watching those? No, I didn't even know yes. those were. Yeah, I, I post them on the on the on the Facebook page, but mm-hmm. after this last episode, I'm like, ah, I think I'm gonna wait till after I watch the episode to watch them from now on because. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Rob. Rob really uh, laid down what happens in the Exterminator before I even saw it, so oh, it was that much of a surprise to it. I mean, there was still I some see, surprises, I see. but yeah, yeah, promotional material. They usually don't care if they spoil you. They're not sensitive about spoilers. They kind of look at spoilers as uh, that makes you want to watch the episode. Yeah. I think of it more as those videos are for pretty much for people um, who, A, don't care about being spoiled like I do and I'm anal about it, or B, (laughs) um, you know, this this is a person who's never seen iZombie before, so they're just kind of checking out this video to see what it's all about. So. Yeah, because it, it spoiled the whole Marcy thing. Yeah. But hopefully that's just like the least of it. Hopefully there'll be a lot more. And there really wasn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was kind of- I only went so yeah. far. And it was funny because um, somebody asked uh, Raul Coley online on Twitter um, if they could say one word to describe the next episode. What would it be? And he said Romero which we know is, uh, you know, a zombie that hasn't eaten in a while. And uh, meanwhile, the girl who plays um, uh, Marcy, um, Eliza, oh, I have her name somewhere, um, she was on Twitter saying she, you might be hearing from her again. So I kind of put two and two together and was like, oh, it must be Marcy as a Romero in the next episode. And I was like, yeah, yeah I'm right. And I'm spoiled. <laughs> yeah, you're spoiled. <laughs> Yay me, boo. <laughs> yeah. That's what you get for being quite so careful with your spoilers now, are they? (laughs) Um, And the last bit of news is the ratings. Uh, They are still kind of dropping a little bit, but they didn't drop as much as they did from the pilot to the second episode. Um, They're down to a 0.8. They're still like a 0.8, but, you know, they're down to 1.9 million viewers. It's uh, it's kind of a, yeah. Still pretty good for the CW. It is, yeah. For CW, they're not like those other networks, though, where it has to be like, 11 D bajillion people or <laughs> no, that's not really a number, but that's, that was my point. It's only <laughs> that's how many they want. Yeah. 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 It's always a, it, I don't know. It, I mean, they, they renewed everything uh, for this year. So I'm just really hoping that iZombie slides into whatever last slot they get, or, you know, maybe we have to wait till, you know, next, next uh, uh, March to see season two and still have it to be an abbreviated season. I'd, I'd be okay with that too, as long as it's not canceled <laughs> or put on Fridays. Agreed. The death. Fridays is bad. When something is put on Fridays, they're trying to kill it. Yeah. Literally. They're trying to kill it. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> Sarah Connor Chronicles. <sighs> uh, anyway. Okay. So let's talk about the exterminator or I should say the exterminator. <laughs> um, so story by Rob Thomas uh, but written by Lee Arcuri and uh, Graham Norris um, Graham's got a bit of experience uh, acting actually he was in uh, he was in Dollhouse and Gilmore Girls um, just bit parts <laughs> nothing <laughs> memorable um, but it was directed by Michael Fields who's uh, a guy who's directed uh, eight episodes of Veronica Mars including uh both the series finale and uh, the episode I guested on Investigating Mars, uh, The Wrath of Khan. So Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this all ties in. <laughs> so, um, what do we want to start talking about? What 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 jumps out? What's- well, I'll just well, let me just throw this out. Uh, the writers tweeted uh, that the two nerds were based on their brothers. Yeah, yeah. Um, these two guys, uh, Carl and Brian, um, also, uh, th- 
Carl, he looked a lot like uh, Liv's brother, Gavin. I was a little confused for a moment there. I was like, is that Liv's brother? <laughs> but it's not. No. He had the, you know, the glasses and stuff. Yeah, what's with these kids today? Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm... Re- I'm obsessed with the Instagram. Yeah, I'm not letting my kid out of the house now if there, she's if she's like, oh man, I'm going to get put myself in a dangerous situation at, just to get me, me some uh, Instagram followers. <laughs> Yeah, that's well, kind of insane. Yeah. Well, but sometimes you know, they don't know about it, though. It's just, you know, they do what they do. There's another show where they do that, too, where they were showing, like, Instagram problems. <sighs> like, serious things that people do to get on Instagram. It's like, not okay. Uh, um, I do have to uh, uh, commend Brian for holding his uh, camera phone correctly when shooting video. I don't know how many times I have to tell people to got to hold it with, you know, like the rectangle, not, like, straight up and down. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Anyway, pet, pet peeve. <laughs> it's a pet peeve. Personal pet peeves on the podcast, folks. <laughs> um, Heidi, what, what stood out to you? What's the first thing you'd like to talk about? Put you right um, on the spot, guest. <laughs> I would I would actually like to talk about the fact that this episode was like very focused on the case of the week. Yeah. And yet, because it involved Liv and the brain and what was happening to her, it was amazing. Yeah, right? It was funny because it did remind me of uh, your other podcast, Castle Castle. I was like, this is very <laughs> yeah, Castle. Yeah, sort of did. Liv is in the interrogation room with Clive. Why? Because it's, it's uh, yeah, a zombie. Yeah, what's she doing there? It's like, why Why are they constantly letting the writer go into the interrogation room with the cop? Because uh, it's Castle. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about Castle today, too, because... I was um, I was thinking, you know, oh, thank you, iZombie, for bringing fun back to TV, this l- lively dialogue, mm-hmm. this fun mystery. And I, and then I was like, well, you know, Castle is pretty fun, too. Castle is funny. I do I watch that one, too. That's yeah, good. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. Um, I, liked, uh, I liked how we got to see um, a little bit more um, – from Rose McIver this week and just constantly I'm I can't wait to just see how many different times she's going to prove to us that she is like an amazing actress and you know when first going into this I was thinking to myself this is very this is very dollhouse she's going to have this uh this brain and it's going to be imprinted on her and uh every time she's eating brains I know this sounds really strange and I'll they look really appetizing <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just because she's putting the hot sauce on them, but I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, she's such a good act. If one person can make brains look appetizing, it's her. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, what's amazing about this episode is how she uh, conveys that at the same time that she has apathy, that she has no feelings for anything, Mm -hmm. she has feelings about not having feelings. Right. Like she's like, why should shouldn't I feel like? Should I have something to say besides, oh, people get dumped on Facebook most often on this date. I mean, you know, she knew that she should feel more. Yeah, she's that. disturbed she by the though. fact that she doesn't feel. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's almost like she's on drugs or something. Like she knows what's going on, but yet she's still acting as if it, 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 this, the drugs are still affecting her. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was almost yeah. thinking this is more like Orphan Black than Dollhouse, you know, where – where Echo from Dollhouse uh, loses her t- personality completely. You know, sometimes in Orphan Black, you have uh, one clone acting like another clone, or one clone acting like another clone acting like another clone. <laughs> <You know? laughs> layer upon layer. Yeah, exactly. Layers. Layers of personality that um, Rose is able to communicate. And uh, this, this uh, I mean, Ravi really brought it home at the end of the episode where he's like, you're not, you know... You're not this brain. You're still yourself. So I wonder if she's going to be able to control that better. Now, for the show's sake, I hope she doesn't (laughs) for a little while at least. (laughs) I like to see her kind of like, what the heck was I just doing? Yes, I don't think she will. I don't think she'll ever be able to do that because if she eats this brain, she's going to become this person. And I don't think there's any way to really control Especially some of these personalities. Yeah, but it's it's if they're out of control. It's it's a trait. It's not like it totally. She's not like possessed. She's no. Yeah. Wow. So it's so cool. I I, I think she's just magnificent. <laughs> uh, well, and I thought it was amazing that they were able to go to the length that they did. That she has killed a person because of this personality, and yet because it was a zombie, we're like, oh, okay. 
you know, so they yeah. didn't actually have her go out and murder someone. <laughs> yeah. No. It is definitely excusable um, because she's a zombie, but then again, it starts, you know, hammering home. Once the brain starts wearing off, she starts feeling guilty. She exactly. she sends that necklace back to Marcy's mother, and it that's a heartbreaking scene on its own. Just like, oh. Yeah. Yes, what lesson did our character learn? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You asked that on Twitter, and I was thinking. Yeah, about it was that. because. Yeah, didn't Rob Thomas say that that's uh, a note that the network gave him? Mm-hmm. Was uh, the character has our character has to learn a lesson at the end of each episode? Yeah, but I mean, it's good. I like her like closing monologue. Like, here's my impressions on what this brain and case, uh, <laughs> you know, offered me or where I, what I learned from it. Um, maybe she's just learned to, to feel more, um, to let things affect her more and not be so distant. Uh, I'm just, just drawing, you know, drawing a blank Yeah, here. because, well, we see at the end, um, okay, you, you see the scene that Peyton shows her the video on Facebook of Major having that kiss mm-hmm. over Jenga. Why, you know, Which why has the best quote. <laughs> and then... At the end, and she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. She doesn't feel anything. And at the end, she watches it again, and she's crying she in Peyton's arms. Oh. And she it's like she knew that when the brain wore off that those emotions would come. The only reason she wasn't feeling them is because it wasn't her brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm actually um, um, a month into quitting smoking, and it's all because I've been taking Shantix. Now, they're not sponsoring the podcast, but uh, I'm just <laughs> saying it wor- it's working really well. But yeah, that's that's I, I feel that almost the same way. Where it's like, man, when I stop taking this Shantix, I hope uh, I hope I won't be, you know, I, I'll, I'll I'll have to like live with myself, just myself dealing with uh, being addicted to cigarettes for the rest of my life, you know. Um, and by the way, kids don't smoke. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, because yeah. <laughs> you will be on Shantix. Yeah, yeah. So I can see. I, I, I can see how it was very tempting to probably have another bite of uh, of Marvin's brain, but uh, it was really good of Liv. I think that's a good – She you could see that she learned something because she threw that brain down the food processor. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, brain in the garbage disposal. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's like I know that that's not like in real life, isn't that brain? But it looks so real. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> Yeah, what is that sauce that comes with? Uh, it's like sweet and sour sauce. It looks like it's something yes. dipped in sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I know she had a sriracha. Oh, sriracha. Yeah, sriracha. something like that. Sriracha sauce. People into hot foods are probably are yelling at their iPhones right now. But. Was she eating yeah. the brains on crackers this time? Yeah, yep. yeah or something. Wheat and then she, like, then she like licks the yeah. knife at the end. I was like, dude. Well, as uh, well, maybe we should get it to him. Um, as our friend Blaine says, it looks like something he him. saw in uh, Zombie Playboy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love him. He's my favorite. That's it. He's officially my favorite. So, is Blaine the big bad guys, or or is he like? Uh, is he kind of like the spike where we're where we hate him at first, and then he's going to end up proving useful? He's the he's spike, the Logan. The yeah, yeah. yeah. he's he's totally that character. Oh, God, yeah, and he's gorgeous, so that that helps. He's David Anders, and that's just amazing in and of itself, so. (laughs) They definitely, um, uh, Liv, I almost want to keep calling her Rose, Uh, Liv uh, drew a little line in the sand there in that first first scene with them that was... uh, was it every zombie for himself, for himself or something? Yeah. Yeah, because she was going to, uh, oh my God, my brain just stopped. <laughs> she was going <laughs> to, she was going to supply him with brains yeah. because he's supposedly, he's telling her that he's out, you know, hitting people with rocks to get no, brains, but he's not. <laughs> she doesn't know that he's extorting the older lady mm. for money. So, uh, so, <sighs> So, but he was like a predator mm-hmm. in this episode. He had kidnapped the kid's roommate, apparently, is what it looked like. That's what it's, I mean, okay. So we we meet um, Jerome. And Jerome, mm-hmm. um, his roommate had been has been missing for four days. The cops aren't helping. They're all homeless. So they, you know, they're like, well, maybe, maybe he just wandered off. 
And this is like a halfway house that Major volunteers at. Oh, my God, could Major not be more perfect? Like, what else? <laughs> what I else know. does he do? I mean, does he, perfect. like, does he, like, like, the box. like, go to Japan and rescue dolphins or whatever? Probably, girl. <laughs> I Probably mean, does it just all. just perfect. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was noticing how big his neck was uh, when he was coming into the morgue. I was like, I shouldn't be looking at you like this, Major, but I, I, I kind of am. <laughs> um, but kind of swooning. But, <laughs> I, I just love the fact that Major works at a halfway house called uh, Helton Shelter, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, because they were uh, apparently originally just going to call it Helter Skelter right outright. Helter Skelter halfway home. <laughs> But oh, in, Helter Skelter halfway home. So oh, instead, yeah. it's Helton Shelter. That's what I thought they said at first. I was like, hold on a second. That is not what they just freaking said. <laughs> Helton Shelter. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so, Everything is like a play on words. Yeah, I love it. Um, I know you do. I do love it so much. <laughs> and you know what also I'm sure you loved? Trivia! <laughs> yes, I totally thought of you, Robin. Okay. Robin, what do you do on Wednesday nights so while we can't record this podcast? <laughs> Wednesday nights, I do host a trivia night um, he, oh. here in my town at, at a bar. Um, I do not wear a genie costume, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is up with that? I don't understand. Were they just making some kind of misogyny statement that... All older white cops are terrible people. I don't know what. Yeah, Clive really came out pretty, uh, pretty much against these uh, whitey Whitesville people. Yeah. yeah, I love that line though. It was just like I, I was. I dream of Jeannie. Can you believe she was the ideal for these guys when she got up and he just shove her back in the bottle? <laughs> so uh, uh, don't make me say that's trivia. I wrote down all the trivia team names. Am I going to have to recite these? <laughs> Tell us all. Tell us all of them. Uh, now, was this what you were talking about? Because I looked at the Polaroids. I was like, was there trivia team names on there? Or was... I don't know. Somebody sent me that. Oh, okay. Well, uh, the Zombie Writers Room did post their alternate names for uh, some of the trivia teams uh, at the bar. And, of, and of course, this is, a, this is a cop bar. It's such a weird thing. It's like, we're going to go drink and all be buddy cops together and, you know, hang out with the retired cops. And what's our thing? trivia night with this you know like hot lady wearing uh i dream of genie is just the strangest (laughs) and you can see even smitty later was just she comes over and does that selfie with the both of them he's like all right all right get out of here he's like i'm just dealing with you uh in order to um get get some business in here um okay so here's the trivia teams five oh no you didn't uh copulation Cuff Love, Buzzed Fuzz. I love this one. This little piggy called Freeze. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, I can't write. I can't read all these. El Popo Loco, Bloodbath and Beyond. <laughs> Trivia Newton John. I love that one. Phil and the Blanks. <laughs> Quiz Girl Friday. Uh, yeah. Find uh, find uh, the zombie I Zombie Writers Room on Twitter. Um, they have them all posted there. Maybe I'll post the uh, the list on on our Facebook page. It's really funny. Um, but yeah, I I I love the fist pump that Liv does when she wins trivia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go, girl. <laughs> but um, no, we straight off course. We're talking about Blaine um, and Jerome and um, the story that Jerome tells, which is that. You know, he and a lot of the homeless kids kind of hang out at this uh, skate park, uh, Nine Trolls, I think it was. Nine Trolls. And there's this drug dealer, this mysterious drug dealer called the Candyman. And he's dealing utopium to the skaters um, if they come back to his van. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I immediately wrote down that this Candyman's got to be Blaine, but it was yeah. verified at the end of the episode. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if he's hitting them over the head with rocks in his van. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it, I kept thinking to myself, I was like, all right, Jerome is either going to be food or he's joining this horde that he's building because, you know, he changed uh, uh, Sarah Jane Redmond's character, whoever she was, Jackie, uh, in the last episode. And uh, now, you know, he takes Jerome aside and walks away with him. 
Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. Is he turning them or is he eating them? Or both? Yeah, because the only them? ones the only ones we saw him kill were the drug dealers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we So we really don't know if he's an actual killer. Mm-hmm. But he, or if he kills anyone innocence. other than bad guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I waited back and forth. I was like, okay, so food, like Blaine was talking pretty explicitly about how he kills uh, earlier. And um, he he went to live, tried to get a brain. He got turned away. And you could see he was looking a little desperate and was pretty pissed off at her. And really, what could Jerome offer to the Horde? I mean, like Jackie's got money. She's got resources. What's a homeless kid going to do? I mean, besides muscle, maybe. Maybe muscle. muscle. <laughs> um, but also, I thought to myself, all right, what would be the reasons of turning? What, why would Blaine want this guy for the Horde? And um, like to bring it back to when Jerome was talking about uh, Liv and Major's relationship. Mm-hmm. He knows a lot. He knows Major's talked his ear off, apparently. Yes, yeah, and you know what? Ravi, Ravi didn't even know that Liv had an ex-fiance. Yeah. No, he didn't know that until until then. So. Well, she's been she's been keeping things on the QT. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I mean, there's certain things like, you know, being a zombie, eating brain, stuff like that. <laughs> QT quality time or like, quiet? Well, because then it always comes up, well, why did you break <laughs> off your engagement? What happened? Blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then it's like, oh, you know, I went to this party died sort of and got turned into a zombie so i just figured you know what marriage is probably not a good idea right now i mean you know you can't really explain that whole situation Mm -hmm. and and this information this information could do good for blaine if blaine's trying to get back at live i mean he can have this kid get into the homeless shelter and lure major out or something something so major could be in some major danger (laughs) Mm -hmm. true um but yeah so it could go either way. I'm leaning more towards food, though. But uh, this kid, he had a few lines in this show. So I'm almost thinking, I'm thinking with like a, a as a television watcher, just going, all right, they gave him a few lines. Maybe he's, they're keeping him around because he was, you know, pretty funny. <laughs> so, yeah, Blaine, the eternal mystery. But um, how would you guys uh, crack open a skull? <laughs> It's a a serious question. (laughs) Because Blaine had me thinking. Um, Yeah, if you use an ice pick, it would take, you know, stabbing it a bunch of times. Right. Uh, I mean, crack open a skull completely. So, mm, I mean, you could just kill him his mother way and then, like, chainsaw that shit, you know? Yeah. That's what I would do. I sound like a psychopath when I talk sometimes. That's why I was a little careful. Like, what do I say? Do I say that? (laughs) Out loud on the podcast. Everyone's listening, Ashley. Hmm. I'm almost thinking, you know, and I guess I'll just go full psychopath. <laughs> and go full psychopath, go on. And then maybe I'll, I'll change my answer if you go full psychopath. The best here. access to the insides of a skull are from the bottom. Here we go. <laughs> so maybe decapitation and then just kind of treat that thing as a scoop out with your hands. No, do you think that's what he does? I don't know. I don't know. I think we'll find out. <laughs> he I said, hope we find he out. said he uses a stone, so maybe he just bashes them over the head a few times and cracks it open that way. Oh, God. That's kind of Then like you that. mush it up inside. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is, you don't want to ruin the consistency. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Blaine. He's a crazy one. You know, this whole brains thing and Liv talking about how she's just a stomach. Like, not only am I quitting smoking, I'm also, like, dieting because... Oh, God, so you're doing both at the same time? Is that even possible? Well, with, with, with Shantix, I don't... I'm not, like... I, I don't need to have something in my mouth constantly, you know, a pencil or, or just, you know, eating like a mad person. But dieting, I'm also, like, now I'm like, oh, I just want to eat stuff. And and it's true. It's like I feel, ju- I feel almost like live it's like man my whole life is around just like all right when's that next meal <laughs> don't don't screw it up <laughs> don't cheat <laughs> just uh play it safe or whatever um so yeah i the whole now i'm just a stomach thing i really i felt for <laughs> well the whole let me see if i can find what the name of that hole is the hole the foramen the foramen magnum 
What are we Magnum? talking about? Oh, what's oh, that? The hole yeah. under the skull that your oh. brain stem comes out of. Oh, where you pull the brains out of. Robin's like, I don't know what that is. You can't, where the skull like, opens your, up. Yeah, you can't really stick your hands in there. At the bottom? No. Really? Maybe you could stick a straw in there. Yeah. You know, the medulla yeah, oblongata, be, right? Just there and drinking the brains out. He could be doing that. He could, you never know. <laughs> you know, you could stick a straw through like a temple. Like, that's pretty thin. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah, your skull is pretty. Thank pretty you. Thick. Oh, oh! You were finishing a sentence. <laughs> Through the eye socket, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. Oh Lord. God. Well, I was thinking the medulla oblongata comes out the bottom of the skull. You just grab that sucker and pull. Yeah. Right. Everything comes out. Isn't that how the Egyptians did it? I don't know. They did it through this the is nose. A terribly disgusting conversation. <laughs> I hope all our listeners are eating breakfast right now. Yeah, because they're going to be like, and I'm done. We're actually a good podcast to listen to if you're dieting. Yeah, feel my pain. Feel my pain. All right. We will uh, ruin your appetite so fast, it would make your head spin. <laughs> but not spin fast enough or hard enough where we'll be able to get your brain. So it goes, it goes flying off. All right. Um, so, so Robin, oh, there was a question answered that yes. – uh, you guys were wondering about, and I was wondering about about if she eats another brain, then it gets rid of the current yeah brain in her system. That seems to be correct oh, because yes. uh, she was all ready to just coldly eat another brain and forget about the whole case. And uh, yeah, they said that it's it's a reset. She doesn't retain any of this stuff. Yeah, because Robbie told her like, you know, here's this old woman here. Go ahead and eat hers, and it'll all be gone. <laughs> I love, I love, I love when she's just. I don't know. It's like she's talking about eating a, somebody's brain. Okay, I guess I can't get past that. And she, and she's just like, ooh, <laughs> like, ooh, that looks so good. I don't know. It's funny. Um, yeah. So that was that. I, I guess they maybe clearly defined that role, or maybe as much as uh, they were concerned, or Ravi and Liver concerned. That's what happens. Who knows? Maybe even a couple of weeks from now, all of a sudden, she'll start having things come back. That'd be interesting. That would be kind of that'd be kind of scary. Yeah, it'll be good for us. We'll know what's going on. But yeah, because okay, the podcast that we listened to today, Robin, the uh, Nerdist Writers Panel. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We listened to Diane. How do you say her name? Oh, Diane Ruggiero. Diane Ruggiero. She was talking about the rules. Yes. What was she saying? I don't know. I didn't listen to it today. I listened <laughs> to it like last week. But what you tell us? <laughs> I can't remember. I think she said that uh, you kind of. It's important it to have of, it, right? That's what she was saying. It's important to have the rules, but sometimes you need to. They need to be a little vague so they don't uh, rope you in to anything specific. So. Mm-hmm. I think. I hope that was right. <laughs> well, here's an interesting factoid. Um, well, factoids. Liv's uh, brain might have been stuffed with factoids. Um, well, I'll just say this line here. Um, Robbie says, how's this brain treating you? And Liv says, like the lone contestant on Bizarro Jeopardy. <laughs> One of our writers, Graham Norris, actually competed on Jeopardy in 2010. So oh, wow. uh, I'm imagining all the factoids came from him. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. See, at work, you know, work in a hospital, and you every time you go in a patient's room, you have to uh, get a, a the hand sanitizer. You have to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. press the, right. the button lever. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has, it gives you little factoids. Oh, and it, nice. And it, 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 no, it's not. It infuriates me. Because... <laughs> I don't care how many muscles a caterpillar has. I don't care about a frog's vocal cords. I don't care about, I mean, it's like the most oh, information in the world. I don't care. You know, put things up there that might help me in my job. But if you're ever part of Piggy and the Brain, you know, you might get yourself, you might be like the, the strong yes. person of the team. Yes, right. it is things like that. It's just the most useless information in the most world. Most useless information, but for now. Like Robin said, you never know when you're going to need that information. Yeah. You might. Like, but, listen, I have a gun like, to your no, head. No. <laughs> How many muscles does a caterpillar have? No, I am not going to need it. <laughs> I mean, who knows when you could become a contestant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And that's yes. like the million-dollar question about a caterpillar's muscles. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, that's probably not ever going to happen. Probably <laughs> <laughs> not, but you never know now, see? Um, yeah, so is December 11th really the most common day to get dumped on Facebook, by the way? Oh, man. I don't know, but that was just a random. I was like, okie dokie. I would be signed off for the day. like, all of those random facts. I was like, these are great. <laughs> That was like all she had to say and her roommate's like okay then that's scary but okay <laughs> so glad you're okay but it's kind of weird that you're okay i loved that right. scene which scene it was the scene with peyton and uh the video that that oh, was yes. just it was really good can i say a quote you guys quote Dude, the quote middle, all right? you want okay yeah i i loved this quote is my very favorite <laughs> i only saw it because she tagged him and he liked it which i didn't realize would sound so sexual <laughs> uh this video it i for a second there i i thought it was a jenga commercial because it was just full <laughs> of attractive people playing jenga and just having the <laughs> best time <laughs> yeah i was like oh, i want to play jenga now and, and then it was like oh wait that's major <laughs> wait a second <laughs> i actually freeze framed and tried to read all the posts there and i couldn't my tv wasn't clear enough apparently or the cable signal or whatever um, but I did notice that this, uh, girl's name is Corinne and, uh, I did look up Corinne on the old IMDb and Corinne is played by Elise Gation, Gatian. Um, she's immediately familiar to me because I'm a huge Smallville fan and, uh, she played Mia Dearden, who was uh, speedy on Smallville. Um, uh-huh. oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've watched that like briefly, but yeah. Nice. Um, and then, of course, when Arrow came along, they changed the character to Thea Dearden Queen. So he, instead of being like his sidekick, it's like his sister, but he calls her Speedy. But um, yeah, so I was like, oh, maybe she'll be she'll be coming back. She won't be like a video game girl. I I, I checked to see if uh, Elise was in the was it the pilot episode we saw Video Game Girl, uh, and uh, that it's not the same girl. So okay, he's playing the field. He is. He is. Um, so I, he, maybe after um, Liv's, you know, after that argument with Liv, he really leaned into, you know, having some fun with Corinne, being like, you know what, I I need to have fun with a girl that actually likes me and doesn't treat me like this. So it makes sense. I say good for Major, even though you know it does hurt Liv. Unfortunately, we also have to think about Major's feelings as well. I mean, well, she did break off the whole engagement yeah. anyway. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it still sucks for her, but it's like, okay, she broke up with him. So we have to kind of. He does good he does things. Sympathize a little bit more with him. Yeah. He helps, he helps homeless kids. Let him have a girlfriend for a little while. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Until so he finds out what's going on with Liv and that she's a zombie and that, oh, it's okay. <laughs> you know, if, if it's okay with him, I'm not sure it'll be okay with him, but it might be. It's okay, honey. We can work it out. It's all right. You can be a zombie and we can figure out how to, you know, race the kids either zombie or human. Um, um, but like I don't know about that, but let's switch. Sorry. <laughs> I guys. guess we'll cross <laughs> that uh, tombstone when we get to it. <laughs> right, that tombstone. <laughs> um, how about uh, we talk a little bit about the case? And really, I mean, we already talked about the brain side of things, but. Um, and, oh, this case gives me a headache. Yeah, it took a lot to keep track of uh, what, was, what was going on, who were the suspects. In fact, uh, here's another quote-unquote factoid. Um, every uh, person that was a suspect in the case, um, they, those are all names of um, Seattle Supersonics basketball players from the 1970s. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I guess uh, Rob Thomas likes his basketball. <laughs> um. He's he's a sports guy, um, but really, I, w- I was thinking about um, the ethics of uh, Peyton and uh, Clive doing their jobs. Like Peyton is Peyton is trying this first case, and her job is to what to to prosecute Gus Williams and you know put him behind bars. But does that mean that she has to either ignore other things? That may prove that he's innocent. I'm not really sure. I wish we had like almost like a lawyer on the show where we could ask like, or or a cop. Like in Clive's case, it's like this is not my case, but your case might be related, but it's not my case. So, and if I go to the boss saying that my case might be related without any any you know clear evidence, 
um, I could get, you know, shafted or fired or whatever. Or at least laughed out of the room. Laughed out of the room, right. But this is like an innocent person being this poor yeah, Gus well, Williams. Uh, from Serial... Uh, from and things like Ooh, it. Here we go. We're bringing feeling. in the listeners right now. We're going to be talking about uh, um, Adnan, everybody. So subscribe. Yeah, free Adnan. Uh, I have a feeling that when you make your case, you stick to the case mm-hmm. no matter what. And nothing, you deviate. No, you do not deviate. You, you stay set on the case. Yeah. But you have to have the crap to back it up. Yes. And you find anything to help back it up. Right. It, does that mean, though, ignoring other things that might? Yes, and then you send innocent people to jail. Oh, that geez. annoys me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. That's insane. Dude. <laughs> that annoy, I, I say that annoys me. I'm sure it annoys uh, people that are innocent in jail even more. But. Yeah, and and I'm going to say that is only that's only from what I got from Serial. <laughs> yeah. That may not be actually true, mm-hmm. but that's from, from listening to Serial. That's, that's how I feel feel like life is well and and you know we watch tv and we get this uh idea that they figure out who did it and Mm -hmm. then they confront them with the evidence and then they confess and i don't think that's how it really happens (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it it just felt sad to me and you know i mean the ethics of uh of of, uh what was going on with this case and this you know of course, they threw the news footage up there, and it was like angel investor Don Watts is trying to. Uh, okay, that's the uh, that's the bad guy, right? <laughs> of course. And uh, oh, by the way, uh, Don Watts was played by. Does anybody know? Because I have it here somewhere. Devin Gummersall, who played Brian Krakow on My So Called Life. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smarmy rich guy was on My So Called Life as uh, Brian. No. Oh, really? Wait a second. No. No. Yep. Yeah. Whoa. Shit. <laughs> I never watched he the show. He is actually but... attractive. I, <laughs> I did. I got. Yep. Dude. My mind is so blown. So has he changed a lot? You too? Oh, just oh. Beard? Oh. Man. Yeah, man. Just go through his IMDb pictures. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wow! So he played sleazy pretty well. He he was pretty confident. He was just like I'm. I've killed a hitman. So what? Uh, they're Where gonna make me mayor of this place. <laughs> Where has he been over the past twenty years? I don't, that's I don't crazy. Know. I don't know. I just looked these people up. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Robin, I cannot believe you have not seen my so-called life. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, you've seen all these uh, teeny bopper girl shows. I know. I've seen a lot of crap. <laughs> <laughs> you're al- you're always a big fan of the teeny bopper girl shows. <laughs> hey, listen, I watched Dawson's Creek and cried myself to sleep every night. But you know, um, <laughs> I'm a Buffy fan. Uh, I don't know teeny bopper girl shows. What other teeny bopper girl shows are you talking about? <laughs> I zombie. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> is that really? Is this considered a teeny bopper girl? I'm I sure sure hope not, because yeah. it gets pretty dark at times. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that was my. Th- I mean, I know that. TV's gone a different direction lately, so it could be. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's always changing, and it's always becoming more intense. Like, for example, even stuff on Disney Channel, they're like, oh, we're going to start bringing, you know, like, characters with this problem. And, you know, mm-hmm. so I don't know if it's just gotten edgier for kids and teens lately. Uh, I mean, just like, I, somebody said Veronica Mars is just a teeny papa girl show. I just, I just say, you're just, you're just wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're Have you watched well, some of the content of that? Because, no. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think uh, the CW, they had their stereotypical melodramatic, you know, teen drama shows. But now they're changing it with, you know, The Flash and Arrow. Mm -hmm. I feel like the CW is branching out. Cool. Um, To uh, attract more viewers than the TV bopper teenage girls. The superhero stuff. Well, because now, don't forget, ratings are more, you know, like at at one point, TV ratings weren't like, I mean, they were important, but it wasn't as hard to get a TV show to make it as it is now. Or just to get a rating point. <laughs> God, right? Yeah. I know. It wasn't One that well at point. all. It, now it's cable just like, shows, it's awesome yeah. now. Cable it's shows are, are kicking their butts. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, so well, that wasn't as big of a cable following at that point either. So now I think even with the teeny bopper shows, like, 
this would normally have been like 10 years ago, maybe if it had come out 10 years ago, it'd be a lot different. Mm-hmm. But now they have to make it appeal to everybody because it's just the competition is so intense now. And so that's off topic. I'm sorry, Robin. No, no, it's <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> okay. uh, but uh, let's I think we need to just kind of uh, um, finish up this conversation maybe with another uh, talk about the whole Marcy situation. Yes, yeah, so I think we this move, is in, move into feedback. Um, so Marcy is the girl that invited um live to the party and i did make sure to check some screen caps from the pilot she is wearing the same clothes she's uh played by the same actress and i'm going to just punch my notes in the face and my brain in the uh brainstem for oh there it is eliza villani eliza villani a very beautiful girl. A very beautiful girl. Looks nothing. Lo- looks nothing like this zombie. Yes, she looks like a melted candle. <laughs> yeah. Yes, she does. In zombie makeup, I'm scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because the first thing I thought was, what if she eats brains? Will she revert back to yeah. the you know the way Liv is? And um, so Ravi tries it. And they go back the next day, and she still looks like a melted candle. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Does it have something to do with the utopia? Utopium. Utopium. Come on. Utopium. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Um, or is there like a threshold point where like if they go without brains for too long, then there's just no turning back? I mean, I've got to figure that they're going to bring Liv to this point at some time, be- at some point, be- and figure out a way to get her back into full-on zombie mode. But um, I, 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 aren't we always in zombie mode? Always in zombie mode. So I'm looking forward to them doing that. But right at this point, it's um, she's she must have like wandered along the bottom of the lake, (laughs) walked up onto the shore, fell into this hole as a zombie and just waited and and didn't get any brains of any sort. And this is what happens. And it's been. Uh, well, it was like, what, four or five months since the boat uh, massacre when the show started, so it's got to be like, you know, five or six months now. Five or six months without a brain. That's what you're like. And if I'm wrong, please write in. If I'm wrong, please write So that would be like a long time for Liv to go without brains to get to that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, She'd have to, like, be stuck in a... Stuck in a coffin under the ocean um, for the whole insane. summer. Now that would be crazy there. <laughs> I'm not saying where that's from. Uh, okay. No. I'm <laughs> not good. foreshadowing. I'm just saying. <laughs> it would have to be something. And yeah, that would be one heck of a of a season finale. Like Liv gets locked somewhere where you know she's not going to get out and nowhere. No one mm-hmm. can, knows where she is. Um, whether that is in a coffin at the bottom of the ocean or just like in a crypt or something. Um, or by the way, I was referencing the Vampire Diaries. Oh, I'll have no. Oh, <laughs> oh. That, that completely original plot point from the Vampire Diaries. Exactly. You're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> With those completely two, uh, you know, original characters <laughs> who are vampires, and you know that are like daylight and dark. So right. Uh, stay on topic. Stay on topic. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So. Um, it's it's funny because as we were as this whole plot was un- unfolding, I was actually thinking m- more like Ravi, like okay, well the rules set up that Liv is a person with feelings, and even though even though she is uh, uh, Marcy is like this you know zombie that's a, a, you know a melted candle right now, she and just pure she is probably pure stomach at this point. Um, she still is a person with, you know, who something bad happened to her. And if she can be saved, she can be saved. So when Liv starts throwing t- stones at her and um, and is immediately like, we got to kill her at the end. Um, I was I was I was like, oh, man, you know, they got to save her somehow. And of course, you know, Ravi gets a little too uh, uh, careless with the uh, poking and prodding on the long stick there. <laughs> And uh, by the way, uh, Steph, I loved your tweet when you said, um, "How is how is Robbie going to get a urine sample from Marcy?" Because yeah, he's like obsessed with getting urine samples from people. <laughs> um, 
Oh, he thinks about. But yeah, the, Robbie gets attacked, and wow, Liv, holy cow! <laughs> that it, yeah, it was very scary there for a minute. You thought that she was gonna let him die, that she was gonna kill him. That is just that is very good. dark, very dark. I, well, I I mean I don't know. Do you think he really thought that? Or do you think that he knew she'd eventually come around? <laughs> I think he was pretty worried. Yeah, he was being attacked. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and uh, I don't know. But I, feel, I mean, he was like I could tell he was nervous. But do you think? I mean, in a way, he was like, "Okay, you're okay. It's okay." Like, do you think that he knew that if he talked her out of it, he'd be fine? Oh, oh, you're talking about when Liv actually f- flipped the switch and went c- full crazy zombie. That was cool, wasn't that cool? It was awesome. And by the way, uh, Teeny Bopper shows do not show. <laughs> No, that was scary. No, that was really creepy. Like, I'm like, no. That's when I was like, CW has got some edges. I haven't watched a lot on the CW yeah, in the yeah. past few years, you know? Yeah. So this, I was like, um, whoa. We're still going to make you watch Veronica Mars someday. That, that was even to be fair. But. Somebody else at work, because I was talking to them about this in the podcast, like, oh, the Veronica Mars guy. I'm like, okay, guys. All right. I get it. I, I get it. it. Hey, there's an intro cast out there, you know? Yeah. There's an intro <laughs> cast out there. I just learned, actually. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, uh, of course, you know the the plot puts Liv in the situation where she's got to save Ravi and and murders uh, and murders Marcy pretty much. I mean, I guess you'd use that word, even if she's a, a total zombie. She, she murdered her. <laughs> um, but then again, we're we're to believe that she can't be saved in any way. So maybe it's well, not and her. I was maybe sort it's of just mercy <laughs> for Marcy. Yeah. But I was sort of with Liv when she was saying, like, what were you going to do? Bring her back to the lab? I mean, like, bring yeah. her back to the morgue? What What are you going to do? Like, keep her in a shed? Yeah. Like, you know, on The Walking Dead? It's kind of, it, it's an interesting dilemma. It's a bad idea. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a bad idea. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess in the end, I, I feel bad for Marcy, but it was cool to see, um, it was cool to see Liv save Ravi. I love, I love like every single Liv and Ravi scene. Like just more, more of that. <laughs> I like those two. Or now, is this like a ship or what? I don't know. Oh, is it, it? I don't know if it's pure hashtag ravioli. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> uh, or if it's just, I just love their friendship. So yeah, I mean, I like that he knows what's going on, and he's like, "All right, I'm calm down." But, but like, he cares. I have a quote here. He cares about her. Um, Ah, um, it's when Liv and Ravi were first investigating the um, the shipyard. Mm-hmm. Ravi hears something, and Liv says, "If you heard the aimless shambling of the undead, that might have just been me." And Ravi says, "You don't shamble." And I'm like, "Aw, yeah, that was sweet. <laughs> sweet. That's funny." <laughs> he doesn't want her to talk negatively about herself, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, and also that he was disturbed by her lack of feeling when uh you know she was uh throwing stones at marcy you know you know the golden rule doing to others oh oh, because that could be me yeah Mm. he didn't like that she didn't have feelings Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. all right uh any last you know you know what we probably discussed everything but if anybody wants to get any quotes out there that they wrote down feel free to throw them out no i just like the whole thing about z date she joined the z date i was like noise i love all the fake things that they bring up like zombie playboy z date uh yeah, zombie playboy uh, yeah. <laughs> i liked it when oh Liv God. was looking at the pictures of the cars and uh-huh. then uh she said kind of annoying that we didn't come up with that an hour ago but i'm on it <laughs> <laughs> um so can you help me prep my cross like old times you get to play Gus Williams, the murderer, poor detached loner. I think I can dial that in. All I love right. that scene too, yeah. She she gets <laughs> right into it. Because we see them working together and which later on when Peyton realizes that Liv took her files mm. and looked through them and, you know, messed up the case. She was so disappointed in her. Oh, it's just a betrayal. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, this is my first case. You're totally screwing this up for me. Um, I think uh, I got one. Jerome, you didn't say you were marrying, marrying Siri. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. Um, that's about it. That's all I really have. Um, okay, so uh, feedback time. 
I'm gonna Eight's give back. I'm gonna give my voice a little chance to uh, um, refresh while I play Moira's. Hey, it's Moira. Just watch the Exterminator. Except other than a gun with a silencer, there wasn't anything remotely Terminator-like in this. <laughs> Nobody riding on a motorcycle. Nobody saying I'll be back. Anyway, all right. This one was okay, not fab. Um, I'm finding that. I like watching Rose's journey in terms of how the various brains that she consumes affect her emotionally. I thought it was kind of a cool twist to have her inside the mind of a sociopath. Um, That's neat. Very sad to see her friend Marcy um, in full zombie mode, which looks very Walking Dead-ish. And her end was very Walking Dead-ish, actually. But the actual case of the week, I'm much less intrigued by. So I'm (laughs) wondering how this series is going to play out. Uh, I mean, obviously they have, you know, Clive the Cop, and presumably we're going to have to have a case of the week. I just don't know if I'm all that thrilled about it. Wondering how you guys are feeling about that. Uh, I guess I'm... hmm. Yeah, I'm just more interested to see what happens with Rose. Um... Uh, let's see what else um really like the rapport between rose and um i mean liv <laughs> i'm calling her by the actress's name <laughs> sorry uh between liv and the medical examiner i like how they play off each other and i like the cop better too um but i but i didn't care as much about the smarmy guy who actually did it and uh oh and the best friend um i'm warming up to her as well so yeah i guess i'm wanting something more character driven but then that's what i tend to hearken toward in terms of television shows like i mean i watch walking dead because i'm interested in the story of our survivors it's not really to watch zombies get slaughtered that's the least of it so this one for me was uh was okay it had its moments but i I probably would only give this one about a six and a half out of ten uh six and a half out of ten pristinely cleansed strands of pearls all right till next time bye Thanks, Mara. Thank you, Mara. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The mystery is the least of favorite of mine because usually it's a very simple mystery, and they trot out the three. Uh, what do they call them? Suspects. Uh, yeah, the things that make you you think. Oh, of the red herrings. That, yes, the red herrings, <laughs> and you're like, I know it's not that person. It's it's the whoever the most you know, recognizable guest star is. That's mm-hmm. the, that's who's guilty. But this one was so complicated mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, now who is in the morgue and who's on trial and who's on trial for what? Yeah, they threw a, a few too many names in the mix for this. Yeah, this yeah. it was really hard to follow. So I don't know which one I like best. Do I want something simple and uncomplicated or something that I, that I spend so much effort trying to... <laughs> to make sense of that I can enjoy it. Yeah, this one was actually very castle-like. It was. <laughs> With too yeah. many twists and turns. Um, yeah, I I really, I almost think of the case of the week, it's like, okay, this is like the skeletal system, and um, we're going to put all the the good, the, it, it holds the rest of this stuff up. Not that bones are very interesting, <laughs> But uh, I don't know that 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 lovely birthmark here and there is uh, it, it, you know take a good picture of that. I don't know where I'm going with this metaphor, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Like like it's uh, it, it it's it's necessary. Liv's got to eat a brain to to help solve this, but she's also like in eating that brain, she's learning a bit about herself. And also, like you were saying, Moira, about characters. I think Rob Thomas excels in that and, and is we're in the first stages of uh, something that he's going to develop more and more uh, over time. And you're going to learn to love these characters and see how they work through these different issues. Um, And it sounds like you're learning to love them more and more anyway. (laughs) Um, But it's like I said, it's, it's the beginning stages. And I think Rob was talking about how like in the beginning, they were very much like, a big percentage of the episode is the case. And we had like the, the last bit percentages about, you know, live learning something or, uh, something happening with the zombie mythology. Whereas yeah. it towards the end of the season, they were swinging the other way in the majority mm-hmm. of more of the stuff that really interests us. 
But I don't know. I mean, Veronica had a case of the week all the time. And I'm sorry to keep talking about Veronica Mars, but I can't help it. It's relevant. Same <laughs> mm-hmm. and she had a case of the week all the time, but she had that overarching mythology, too. But, exactly. You know, the, it was the witty, the witty writing, the, the, I don't know, just the characters. It just made it very, int- you know, so much more interesting than just your regular, you know, procedural. Well, in most shows, when they start out, the first few episodes they tried to make it easy to latch on to the networks i don't know if they want it to be simple because you know you remember how dollhouse started it was just i don't know if it was just very procedural and then it got more uh serialized and more character driven yeah i think networks are afraid of character driven shows because they don't retain the the viewership yeah, because but, CSI pulls in so many million viewers every week. Yeah. Yeah. True. Everybody wants to turn on something while they're uh, vacuuming, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, That is true. A lot of people just, they don't really pay attention to television. Yeah. They just no. want, that's why American Idol and The Voice are so popular. Because you don't you have don't, to think. You don't. You don't have to think. You don't have to really pay attention. You just, you just use sit the there background and you noise. stare. Yeah. yeah. I can okay. miss an episode. Now, sorry. I just oh. need you to think and pay attention as I read Todd's feedback because we're running long here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but okay. uh, 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 soapbox appreciated. Uh, here's Todd. He says, "You know, I am almost surprised that no one made a crack about the hitman being an exterminator." I. This is Robin. Uh, the exterminator was written it was his that was his trivia name the exterminator and he was like a bug guy so that was really oh. but it was written on his polaroid picture anyway okay the case of the week was pretty weak <laughs> but <clears throat> i did like that it did give clive a chance to show that he is good at his job he's not afraid of legwork and is also aware of the implications like going into a cop bar and question the owner, an ex-cop that is a bookie to the other cops, about a murder. Yes, it might need to be done, but a smart cop is aware of the consequences. I also like his staring down a cocky rich boy and bluffing him in his own game. Yep, I really started to like Clive in the episode. Peyton got fleshed out a bit and I enjoyed it. Of course, they would both be driven, which is how they were able to get along. I can't imagine how hard it was for Peyton the last five months to see your friend change so much. Be in the same apartment and not understand what was going on. Suddenly your friend starts to show glimmers of her old self. And the first thing she does is destroy your big break. <laughs> yeah. Not that Peyton would want an innocent man to go to jail, but the way Liv went behind her back, that hurt. So it was very nice that Liv and Clive arranged for Peyton to be involved with getting the real killer. That was a nice apology. Yeah, I agree. Um, and... Uh, I did notice on my second watch, I was like, oh, wait, Peyton actually didn't get brought into the room until Liv stopped, you know, reciting different things that, you know, she stopped. She wasn't helping Clive when Peyton came to the room. She was helping Clive beforehand. So that whole setup was almost like without Peyton knowing about it with uh, Robbie and the work vest. Anyway, back to Todd. I really hope they get rid of Captain Milk Toast soon. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he helped. But he's so perfect. He is. Oh. Yes, he helped show how much Liv's world had changed since the boat party. And so now what? He's finally moved on. You know, if he hadn't, he would officially be a stalker. Now Liv has to deal with it. You know, if when she goes looking for someone to spend time with, do you know what will first attract her? His brains. Sorry, couldn't resist. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, Zark. Love it was Candyman. Yeah, that was a term that uh, Malika coined last week. Uh huh. Good one. Um, who was surprised? Yeah, no one. And Liv oh. gave him the, the name of the device he'd, he'll need to buy. I can just see him looking it up on Amazon after he left the morgue. He seemed awfully specific about how to get brains out, though brute non rock force also seemed to work for him in the car last week. Marcy was a nice callback. It was hilarious to me that Robbie switched from reassuring Liv about not feeling, then switched to total clinical mode as he essentially did experiments on Rob, uh, on Marcy. But it was a necessary one. In this world, can one come back from not having fed for a certain amount of time? Apparently not. Which then ramps up the urgency when Liv or Brain and his deadites don't eat for a while. How long can they go with before permanent damage? That will be a dicey experiment. 
the argument about whether Marcy was a monster to be put down or a person to be saved was the key part of it to me. And notice that the zombie was the one arguing that Marcy's ship should be put down. Does this mean in a future episode we'll see Liv contemplating ending herself? But the truth is not as cut and dry as either Ravi or Liv were making it. It is in the gray. And I love that Ravi is the one who has seen Liv in all her zombie glory and still accepts and values her. Imagine what she will do when Blaine comes after Ravi. With that thought, until next week, Todd. Nice email, Todd. Very nice. Thank you, Todd. Yeah. It's definitely very gray. But I'm looking forward to... Do you think that Blaine will go after Ravi? Yeah, maybe. Well, that's got to happen, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's kind of crazy like that. Because it was hinted at so much last week. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, stay tuned for After the Plugs to hear what's coming up next time on iZombie. Let's uh, let's get into our plugs and get out of here. Um, Heidi, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. And um, where can we find you and all that? <laughs> um, thanks, you guys. I, I hope to be able to come back sometime because yeah. I really like this show and I'm really enjoying your podcast. Oh, but you. Um, you can find me over at castlecast.net. Um, investigating Mars is on quadruplez.com and I am also on an intro cast for Babylon 5 called Down Below That's right. and search for that in iTunes I think we're maybe down below podcast.com but I'm not really sure actually I'm expecting Will to uh, um, be very angry at me that I didn't plug Down Below right at the top of the show <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah definitely listen to that it's hard to remember all my podcasts. I'm wondering if Quadruple Z is a part of Team Z. Hmm. You might want to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steph? Uh, you know, PotentialCast. com. We're finishing up Buffy. Uh, and hopefully soon we'll start up Redemption Cast again. Season 3 of Angel. Yeah. Ashley? All right, well, here, of course, um, Walking Dead podcast, which is also on the DVM podcast empire, but we have wrapped our uh, final episode for the season. Yeah. Um, elementary, we still have a couple more on Elementary. And then over the summer, you can find me on um, The Last Ship as well as The Leftovers. And I'm actually, I feel, I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is, this is the lull right now because we just finished up Walking Dead podcast and eventually will be... Um, starting up redemption cast again so this is the lull i'm now just doing two podcasts so <laughs> uh so yeah you can find me here obviously and um on the defenders podcast uh, daredevil is going to be starting up in just a couple weeks can't wait but uh if you want to uh join up with uh, team defenders and get all psyched for daredevil we are covering some uh um, older Daredevil properties. Uh, this week we're actually covering Daredevil Man Without Fear, the uh, Frank Miller comic. So uh, join us for that. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, redemptioncast.blogspot.com for angel intro casting and investing. <laughs> I guess no. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at LRobinero. Thank you for listening to the season one episode of the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. Our podcast logo is designed by Dee Sheehan. You can find her work at behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. We posted that link, as well as others, on our home on the web, iZombiePodcast.com. There you'll find links to our Twitter and Facebook pages. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash iZombiePodcast. Finally, send your feedback in to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. The iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it all you like as long as you link it back to us. But please, do not change it or sell it or trade it for brains unless you're going to give us some. And remember, a mind is a terrible thing to taste.